Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the newest edition of the House of Chayton podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Chayton. This is episode 34 for Saturday, February the 25th, 2023. Now, this one's going to be more of a laid-back episode because we ain't got too much to talk about this week, which is rare nowadays. Uh, we have, of course, the box office report, the newest episode of Last of Us, and then, of course, we have my review of Cocaine Bear. That'll be near the end of the show. But first, we're going to talk about what we always talk about to begin the episodes, the box office report. And this is for President's Day weekend of February 20th through, or February 17th through the 20th. At number one was Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania with $120 million. A little bit more than the projection and even my thought of how much it was going to make. Uh, so far, it has made $261 million. Now, you all know my thoughts of Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, so I'm not going to go too much into it. But, eh, I, I, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm ecstatic for it, but, you know, it is what it is. Number two is Avatar The Way of Water with $8 million. That has is currently at $2.2 billion. Number three, Puss in Boots Last Wish, probably its final week, week in the box office because we'll be talking about that in a minute in the physical media report. With, and that made $7 million and has made $425 million. Very happy for that one. Number four was Magic Mike's Last Dance with $6.2 million. It has made so far, ouch, $39 million worldwide. Not seen the, the newest one yet, and I've not really heard any reviews about it, so I don't know what to think of it, to be quite fr frank with you. I did like the first one, though. Number five was Knock at the Cabin with $4.6 million. It has made $48 million so far. Number six, 80 for Brady, 4.5 million. It has made 34 million worldwide. Number seven is Titanic, the 25th anniversary, with 2.9 million. And it has made 52 million of the current um, listing. Number eight, Marlowe, which another I've not really heard too much about. Uh, it made three, it's made 3.6 million. Uh, worldwide, it's it opened to two two million to uh, two million ninety four thousand. Number nine missing at two million sixty five thousand, and then finally, let's see how much let's see how much missing has made. It's made thirty million. So, man call auto ends it with um, one point nine million. It has made almost 100 million, so I'm actually shocked. And even just to round it off, oh, Megan made 1.5 million, and it has made so far 170 million. So very impressive, very impressive. And also number 13, Winnie the Pooh at 738,000. It made one or three million worldwide. I'm very impressed. They are. They did announce a sequel, so 
uh, made 1.5 million domestically and 1.4 million internationally. So I'm actually shocked that made that much. Even though I have my issues with it, I, I am uh, I would say you know another indie film that did well. So it is what it is. So next up, we're going to get into the physical media report for this week. And first, we're going to get into the news. Uh, I don't know if I've already mentioned this, but I did get my Puppet Master box set. I'm waiting on the other one. It should be shipping very soon, but I um, And I'm going to have a rant uh, also, a bonus rant later on. Nothing around physical media, something else, actually. Uh, but... Uh, the Podmaster box set, I like it. However, it's so no Friday. I'm glad I paid 60 bucks instead of paying 120. The Friday 13th box set, which I paid 124, that came in a nice, pristine box. This one came in a flimsy box, so that's my only complaint. And I would have been a lot more pissed if I paid 120. So, uh, but I do like individual movies so i can't really complain too too much so we got a documentary called living with chucky coming out on april 4th we got the superman one through four or uh yeah five film or five film collection oh so okay so it come okay i was like five film but it comes with the donner cut the superman 2 and superman the donner cut that'll be coming out from warner brothers in april Star Trek The Next Generation Motion Picture Collection that will be coming to us from Paramount on April 4th. And let's see. Looking to see what other ones are coming. Other announcements in regards to all that. That may be it. Which is... Um, Megan will be coming with an unrated version from... Universal on March 21st. And let's see, let's see. Um, that looks like, yep, that, that is it for the news. Now let's get into what is coming out this week. We got some good releases. We got Puss in Boots, The Last Wish coming to us on Blu-ray and 4K on um, February 28th. Really enjoyed Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, so I would actually be thinking about picking that up. Training Day will be coming to 4K from Warner Brothers this week. Been hearing some good things about it, but also some controversy regarding the packaging. Texas on Mexico will be coming to us on 4K. So will Devotion. Devotion will be coming out on Blu-ray and 4K. Also, we got a steelbook for Texas on Massacre, which I'm not the biggest fan of. We got a reissue of the original Scream 4K steelbook coming out. Uh, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody's come in the 4K or Blu-ray. I don't think a 4K. Uh, Marathon Mail come be coming to 4K. Kubo and the Two Strings and Box Trolls be coming, I believe from Scream Factory. Batman, the Adventures of Batman series will be coming to us on Blu-ray. And I believe, oh, and then Rocky, the four film collection coming to us on 4K from... Or for, that'll be coming out. Is there individual releases? I'm not sure. Yeah, the Box Shows and Kubo will have 4K steelbooks and, of course, the 4K standard editions. Box Shows and Kubo will be from Shop Factory. 
So that looks like it's it is it for in regards to the physical media report. Let me take a sneak peek of what's coming out next next week or the following week. Very curious. What's coming out the first week of March? We also have a some Walmart exclusive Disney movies coming out. We have oh we have an A twenty four five film horror set. I wonder if this is Blu ray or four K. Looks like it comes with. Let's see. Let's see. Comes with. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Hereditary X, The Witch, Green Room, and it comes at night. Very interesting. It is Blu-ray. Is Blu-ray. So, um, oh, that, that's interesting. I do have Hereditary on 4K, and I have every. I think I. I think the one I'm missing is it comes at night. Then we have the John Wick. Best Buy exclusive uh, 4K Steelbook collection, which looks fucking awesome, but I'm not paying that price tag. And then we got some Disney Walmart exclusive um, Blu-rays for Disney's 100th anniversary. We got Frozen 2, Tangled, Jungle Book, The Original, and Lady and the Tramp. Oh, and then Zootopia and Wreck-It Ralph. So that, a lot of stuff coming out. Oh, and then Robin Hood, Aristocrats, and 101 Dalmatians. Jesus, it's a lot of stuff. So I'm looking at the following week at um, we got some decent one like stuff, but nothing nothing too crazy on the first uh, Blues Day Tuesday of March. So March 14th is going to be a bigger week. So I unless there's some news, I expect next week's physical media report to be a lot shorter. So with that, we are going to get into a rant that I've been wanting to discuss in just a moment. I need a cigarette for this one. So, I usually don't like airing dirty laundry or airing grievances and all that. I, you know, it is something that I really, like, I I rant about movies. I rant about situations that's going on in the world of film, wrestling, etc. Nothing really that affects me personally. But people may remember a couple of months ago, I, well, of course, last month I went to the Royal Rumble, had a blast. WrestleCon was, was, had my cons about it, but got to meet my, some of my childhood heroes. It was just great. Fantastic time. I have no, like, as far as that, as far as that goes, RCW had a blast. But if you recall, there was an event that I was supposed to go to that Sunday to meet Jake the Snake. And unfortunately, through no fault, you know, unfortunately they had to they had to reschedule it. Okay. So that wasn't the issue. That wasn't the issue. I like, you know, things happen, understandable. So once that I was made aware of that, I contacted Social Revolt, who were the people who uh, orchestrated, they do they have a few events. Uh, throughout the um, throughout the year, mostly at Wonderland, the America's Mall here in San Antonio, and so I like emailed them once I found out about the whole Jake situation. And first off, they not let me know. I actually had to email them myself, and I talked to them, and I was able to I was able to request a refund. It's like, 
it was like 60 something dollars, like 64 after tax. And so they told me, yeah, five to seven days, it'll be, it'll be um, coming your way. Okay. That was on the 27th of January. We are now at, I'm recording this on the 23rd. I'm recording this couple of days before the show the so so I may be getting it I may have got my refund by then who knows but we are at we are almost a month since that email since my first email to them and I still have not got my money back whatsoever I didn't even get an email telling me like let me know about the situation going on like maybe there was a delay. I even emailed them maybe a week or two later because I, I was giving them seven, you know, seven days, you know, five to seven days. I was just business days, all that. I was giving them that that time. I emailed them, didn't hear back from them, so I emailed them again. And this is basically, I'll go back a little bit. Before I get into the nitty gritty of this. And then we're going to go into it. Because th this honestly, I got, I was excited to go and meet Jake the Snake in July. But now I, I have no reason to, to do this. So let me, let me go by this. Okay, this is on the 27th. Hello, I purchased a meet and greet with Jake the Snake I saw that he will not be there. I was wondering what my options are. Look forward to hear from you. Thank you. Okay. So after that, let me go to let me go to their response to me at first. Because I may just have to, you know, call call them. You know, they have a phone number. I may just do that tomorrow because I've given them a few chances. All right. So they told me this was the same day. They were they were really good at resp responding right away when this first happened. Unfortunately, Jake the Snake and, or Jake Roberts and Cheryl Roberts had to postpone their schedule schedule appearance this weekend to July first and second, which is our next rock and wrestling show. We are offering three options for buyers of his meet and greet or autograph ticket. We can carry over your purchase to the next event. You can exchange your voucher for one of, of our other guests, guests uh, this weekend, or you can get a refund of your purchase, which will process in five to seven days, business days, to the purchase message you, you used. Please reply, reply back to this email with your selection, and we will gladly give you instructions on the next step, we sincerely apologize, but are excited to still bringing both Jake and Cheryl back this summer. I put, I would like a refund, please. Okay, sounds good. We will process that back to your card, which you used to purchase. It will take five to seven business days. I hope you'll be able to join us in July too. I put, sounds great, thank you. And then after that, I hadn't heard from him. So about on the 8th, 
I emailed them. Hello, we talked back on the 27th of January regarding the refund for Jake Snake combo. I have not uh, yet received the refund. I was wondering what the update was. Looking forward to hearing from you. Didn't hear nothing. Nothing for until I messaged them today, which, which again, at the time of this recording, was the 23rd. I put, and I sent them a screenshot to show my proof of purchase, so that way they're, they're aware. So, hello, we, we talked we talk back on the 27th of January. It's been nearly a month. I haven't got my refund for the Jake Snake meet and greet. I still have the emails where it said it ta- would take five to seven business days, yet it's been almost a month. I also attached my receipt from when I purchased it. I don't want to have to take legal action regarding this, but I'm hoping we can come to a resolution. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. And it's always funny when that type of stuff happens, you always hear back from instantly. So the guy the guy commented saying, was this a PayPal char or, or PayPal or card charge? Let me know at this now for for you. Or let me look at this now for you. I know uh, we processed these and thought we already, but had had some delays in the PayPal payment ones. It was a card charge. If you need the card number with proof of payment, I can provide that to you. Nothing, nothing. So after that, I put, I replied again a little bit later. Any updates on the refund? Nothing. Now, during that time, they had the gall to fucking email me about like the, the next event they had Alex Vincent. I wanted to go there. But they are so half-assed with their fucking refund pot, like with their refund. Again, I wouldn't really bitch if it was like, I don't know, $20, maybe even 30 But that's 60 fucking dollars. For us gamers, that's enough to buy a game. That's enough to get a good amount of groceries. Maybe for a week. And they have not... It's been a month, almost a month, and they have not fucking done. Even if the refund comes, let's say, on Friday, it doesn't matter. It took them a fucking month to get this done when it should have been easy. I'm sure they've had this issue before in the past, but yet I guess they didn't learn. So honestly, I'm just going to say this. Fuck social revolt. Revolt from them. Do not support them because if they have to cancel, it's going to take them fucking months to fucking get your money back. Especially, imagine if I paid for all these people and they all cancel or something like that. That's a lot of fucking money if it was all of them. Wonder if those people got their got their like if they're if they're having that same issue. It's just fucking ridiculous and fucking unprofessional. And I hope this gets resolved soon because it, it's it's stupid. It really is. So I, I just don't know. It, it's just I've never had this issue before in this sense. Maybe if, if any other time that something like this happened, it's always been handled smoothly. So I, I like as a personal opinion, don't uh, do business with social revolt ever, in my opinion. So with that, we're going to get into the news category. And after that, we are going to get into the rest of the show. So we are going to get into Sony's state of play. And this is a 
one of the top three news stories for this week. I don't, I still don't know if I'm going to rank them or whatnot. I think I ranked them last week. I can't remember. It's, it's like the last, last week since my last episode has been a utter blur. And, um, I would explain it, but, um, yeah, but it, it was a good, it was a good weekend. It was a good weekend. But, um, regarding, uh, the state of play, as I expected, there wasn't really much to talk about. However, there was more footage of the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which looks atrocious. You have four people who can do different things, like in regards to Harley has her bat. Like, uh, Deadshot's the only one that really you could be okay with it being a third-person shooter. King Shark has a fu- could fucking rip you in half with his bare hands. Why in the fuck are you having him handle a gun and all that. I'm happy for Samoa Joe. He's got a voice acting role in this as King Shark. But yeah. Captain Boomerang. Of course, he throws Boomerang. But again, and then... And, and, and I, I've been seeing people calling this Avengers 2.5. And from what I've seen, even the leaks and all that, it looks like I'm I'm ashamed that this is probably Kevin Conroy's last performance as Batman in this Stephen Powell shit that looks... who I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong about this game. I, I, I like because I'm a fan of Rocksteady. I love the Arkham games. I loved Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, despite the Batmobile. But I loved all three of them. I just, I don't, I like, I don't, I don't know because even okay, Gotham Knights. I have not played it, but I've heard a lot of bad things about. It. I am going to be getting a PS5. Hopefully by the time next week's episode comes out, I will be the proud owner of a PS5, which means I will have a PS5 thoughts video for y'all on, on this on this podcast next week. Not promising anything, but I am. But I do want to, because I want to play Dead Space. I want to try to get that. But anyway, I digress. With Dead or with... Um, what do you call it? Fuck, I'm losing my train of thought here. Oh, with with Gotham, like I want to get, I'll get Gotham Ice to give it a fair shake. I, I, I'm not against it. There have been games that have been people said are shit, but I enjoyed. Same with movies. But this game just, it's like Avengers. I enjoyed the first couple of missions from Avengers, like the the, the bridge scene. I think it was San Francisco. That was a great opening scene uh, level. Then it went to shit because it got repetitive. I just don't... These games as a service don't work. They don't. It's been proven. Anthem. We don't even know if it's games for service, but it looks like it's going that way. Like Anthem, Avengers, even Destiny, the, the Destiny games. It's just, I, I don't know. What saved this, this state of play, because most of the other stuff was just, like, they showed us some stuff for Destiny too. I, I can give two shits about it. The thing that saved this, this um, it, well, they showed some Street Fighter Six stuff, which I am interested in Street Fighter Six. I will say that. It's not my most anticipated fighting game. That is actually my number two uh, news story this week. And I'll get into that in a moment. But the saving grace of this whole thing was, of course, Resident Evil 4. We got more Resident Evil 4 gameplay. We got, uh, what is it? Was it Salazar? 
Or not Dark Souls, I'm sorry. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Chrysler? Fuck, I, I forget his name. I'm forgetting his name, but we got we finally got some footage of him. The beret guy. I'm just gonna say that because I like I'm I'm uh I, like looking like I'm a Resident Evil guy. Yeah, I don't know the fucking name of this of this character. Krauser, Krauser, my god, fuck, I can't like it, it's like fuck, I can't I I Dr. Salazar was a chainsaw guy. You know, we also got footage of the um the bladed monster again. I'm I'm trying to trying to fucking remember with these and all that. Uh let's see. Roman Salazar, we got that Krauser, we got Krauser. So we got we got a good amount of footage for these characters. And it's I just can't wait. We're getting like we got more stuff with Ashley and Leon. We got Ada, which of course I love me some Ada. And like the only thing we have not gotten, the only thing we have not gotten is, of course, the regenerator. That's the only thing we have not gotten. Also, we got the announcement that a demo will be coming soon, hopefully for both PS5 and PS4. But hopefully by now I'll have a PS5, so I'll be able to play it. So yeah, my number two news item is, of course, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 12 will be coming out sometime this year. It was just announced today on on Thursday. I cannot wait. I was a big fan of Mortal Kombat 9, Mortal Kombat 10, Mortal Kombat 11, Mortal Kombat 11. I still think it's the best one in the series. So it's gotten better and better. I cannot wait. I am excited for the DLC characters. See how they do it this time. Because I loved 11 and I love 10. So let's see. Let's go. Let's finally get Shaggy in there. Let's get Shaggy in there. So, regarding all that, and I just dropped my phone out of pure excitement of, of this whole thing. I am so excited because of the fact of Mortal Kombat and Resident Evil and all that good stuff that I literally dropped my phone. But yeah, no details on an exact date. All we know is it's supposed to be coming out in, of course, tw uh, sometime this year. And then finally... Welcome to Dairy Pennywise prequel series officially ordered at HBO Max. We have been hearing about this for a little bit, but now it has been made official. On the way from HBO Max is a series titled Welcome to Dairy, which will serve as a prequel to two Stephen King movies from Andy Machete. THR reports this afternoon that the project has now officially been given a straight-to-series order. Andy Machete and Barbara Machete from It and It. In chapter two, and Jason Foles are on board the Pennywise prequel project from Warner Brothers. Uh, THR also notes say Andy Buscetti will be directing multiple episodes of this series, including the first episode. Variety has had reported last year the series will begin in the 1960s in, a, in the time leading up to the events of It Part One, the 2017 film based on Stevie King horror novel. Sorry. Is also said to include the origin story of Pennywise the Clown. So I'm wondering, I'm assuming Bill Skarsgård is going to be returning. Let me see if there is, um, yeah, it doesn't say whether whether or not he's coming, he's, uh, he's coming back. Let me see. I'm looking right now. Let's see. Doesn't say, doesn't say. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I will keep you all updated with that. 
So that is your top three news for this week. Hope you all enjoyed it. And we are going to get into my thoughts on the newest episode of The Last of Us Part 2. Or sorry, not Part 2. Shit. I was playing Last of Us Part 2 the other day. But uh, The Last of Us series on HBO. So we are now at Episode 6 of The Last of Us titled Ken. We missed out on an episode last week because I did two for one due to Super Bowl and all. Uh, but uh, this episode is the reunion we've been waiting for between Joel and Tommy, his brother. Also, uh, I'll go into a few details here, but we also are getting some teases with some certain characters that we may see in season two, more of, as well as the. Uh, we also saw my uh, the girl who played Tara from True Blood. Uh, she was uh, Tommy's uh, wife in this in this uh, show, which is cool. Say, I haven't seen her really in much since True Blood ended. Really, the only person I've seen do anything is really um, Joe Meganello and uh, Scar- uh, Alexander Skarsgård. But um, it was a reunion between Tommy and Joel, and also with Ellie finally finding out about Joel's past, more so his daughter. Uh, but this was a very heartfelt episode. It's more grounded uh, compared to especially last week's ep- or the previous episode. And Joel, give it like Pedro Pascal, just letting it all out in this episode. And I do believe I I truly believe him. And even I believe her name's Bella Ramsey who plays uh, Ellie. I believe both of them are are going to be the front runners for best actor and actress. At the Emmys, their performances have just been phenomenal. Especially Pedro in this in this role, like he's been he's been on fire ever since. Like I wasn't too familiar with him before The Mandalorian, but of course he was in Wonder Woman '84, which is he was the only redeeming quality in that movie. He was in, of course, the Nicholas Cage movie, The Unbearable Weight of Mass I loved him in that. This was a, uh, like, he, he has just come full circle, and he is just phenomenal. The scene with him and Tommy in the tool shop was just heartbreaking. And Joel coming to grips with things, which, again, just was completely heartbreaking. And the t- and what I'm excited for, because they're, they're back, like, they, they went from meeting Tommy. I thought they were going to end after they left the uh, compound, but they went, they went a little bit longer and there, there, there's a scene that happened near the end where don't know what's going to happen. However, we are going to the next week's episode is basically for you gamers out there is basically going to be a version of the left behind DLC that came out for the last of us, the first one. So that I'm really looking forward to seeing for next week's episode. So we'll be talking about that next week for that podcast and all. I cannot wait. And with that, we are going to get into my review of Cocaine Bear. But yeah, definitely go check it. Like if you have not seen The Last of Us yet, it is the best TV show out there right now. It, it, it could be one of the greatest shows ever made. That's how fucking phenomenal it is. How true it is to the game. It is the best video game adaptation of any kind ever in the history of, of, of these adaptations. So, but yeah, we're going to get into Cocaine Bear. 
just definitely go check the last last of that if you haven't already. So one of my most anticipated movies of the year, and legitimately, was a movie called Cocaine Bear. It's kind of based on a true story, but not really. A cocaine did snore some cocaine, but he didn't go on a murderous rampage. But after seeing the trailer and the premise, I, I was signed up from, from day one. And I was hoping that this movie was going to deliver and everything I wanted it to. And it did. This also, I believe, will be one of, if not Ray Liotta's final performances. Uh, they even did a tribute at the end of the movie for him, which was nice. But this film starred Ray Liotta and Carrie Russell. It was directed by Elizabeth Banks. And basically a... Drug smuggler dropped cocaine on in a forest that a bear got, and he went on a violent rampage. That's really all you need to know to determine if this is your type of movie or not. So what I think of it, I, I loved it. It's actually one of the funnier movies I've seen recently. And again, it takes a lot to make me laugh. Uh, and also, the theater was quite packed. I will, I will say that as well for this movie. But... Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It had a lot, some good laughs. Had good amount of gore. Some, I guess, a complaint. I would say some of it was CGI didn't look too too good. But the gore that they did that was practical looked really good. The bear actually looked pretty like pretty damn good in all that. It was also cool seeing Ice Cube's son in this movie, and I liked his arc in the um, in this movie. I always like seeing Ice Cube's son in in, in these movies. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed this film. It, it had, it, it was like 90 minutes. It flew by. It didn't feel like it, it like was slow. It was fast paced. The, uh, bear was amazing. And, uh, the chase scene with the ambulance, which you've seen part of in the trailer. That was a great scene. Brutal. That's all I'll say around that, about that. But uh, and also a movie that starts off with the song "Jane" by Ste uh, Jefferson Starship, instant instant win for me. So that's my thoughts of and as far as the performance, Ray Leo was great. But as far as the performances, they weren't like you're not in here for the performances. You're not in, you're in here for the carnage, the laughs, and and for just the the premise alone. That's I guess my final regards of the movie. So with that, we are at the end of episode thirty four of this podcast. I thank y'all for listening and for showing the support every single week. And with that, uh, make sure you follow me on TikTok and Instagram at the house of Chayton. And if you want to become a supporter to, to uh, become a member of the, of my podcast, it only costs a dollar a month and you get some uh, goodies in regards to the old uh, cult of horror episodes, as well as future stuff that I will be doing very soon. So with that, y'all take care. Y'all stay scared. Stay groovy out there, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time at the House of Chayton, the house always wins. Take care, everybody.